This episode of the Tuesday Special Podcast is brought to you by Cabarrus Brewing Company. 329 McGill Avenue in Concord, North Carolina. Your beer from here. Check them out at cabarrusbrewing.com. They have amazing craft beer, an amazing tap room, an amazing atmosphere, and they have really good trivia and comedy. Check them out. This episode is also brought to you by Threadforge Apparel. Brad is an amazing business owner, and they print amazing shirts. They do the Tuesday Special shirts. They do PWX shirts. They do Everybody I Know shirts. Why not hit them up? They're at Facebook.com backslash Threadforge. Check them out now. Get you a shirt made. You have an idea, they'll make it. Check them out. Facebook.com backslash Threadforge. Now let's get on with the show. Everything you said, we already knew, more or less. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tuesday Special Podcast. My name is Patrick, and I am back. I am back to the podcast world. I am back to the world in general. Uh, And I am slowly but surely finding out how hard it is to live with the baby in the house. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's very, very interesting slash complicated slash I don't really know what to think about it. But it's fun. It's fun. It's rewarding. It's uh, a privilege in life if you ever get the chance to do this. But yeah, I'm back on what my maternity leave uh, from the podcasting world. It's good to be back. I was hoping to have a guest spot, but things didn't work out and I hadn't been able to do anything. So I figured I had to get something out here. So here it is. I'm I'm throwing it out. Before I get into this this week's episode, I do want to... uh, Throw out there that we do have a Patreon page, so if you'd like to support the Tuesday Special Podcast, uh, you can go to Patreon backslash Patrick Price, that's me, and you can see see the three tiers that we have set up on Patreon. If you'd like to monetarily support the show and uh, help us grow, this is the new studio, first time in the new studio. Looking forward to it. I need to get some pictures up on the wall back here. Uh, We do have a tree, though. We have a tree. We have a tree, and we have a guitar that's back in this case right there. But, uh, but yeah, moving on up, moving on up in the world. And we got a few cool things coming, coming through the loop. We got to set up the rest of the studio and, uh, get everything multi-cameras and live streams and all that stuff. But I just gave away too much already. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled. Uh, I'm not taking another break. Thank you for your patience in the two week break that we took, but no, no more breaks. Time to start pumping these podcasts out. Maybe even start doing a long one, which is what you're watching now that comes out every Tuesday. I'm sorry, Tuesday, every Tuesday on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, and right here on YouTube. Uh, so, yeah, join us. Have fun. Uh, that's what we do here. Uh, if you want to listen to me talk for another 45 minutes, and you're more than welcome to, if you want to listen to some guest uh, interviews that I've done, you can go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio or our YouTube page. And check it out. Just, t- just type in. I don't think I have enough subscribers on YouTube to have my own, like, choose, like YouTube.com backslash Tuesday special. So it's like YouTube.com backslash uh, 18795 channel 248. Something. Something like that. So just type in Tuesday special. It'll come up under Patrick Price. That's the channel that it's on. 
and check them out. As along with, uh, you can check out CanePunch.com or CanePunch on YouTube. You can check out me and Joe and Nick, two of my friends, comedy comedy geniuses. Uh, all of our fun music and skits that we do. And I think that's all I got to plug. So, uh, yeah. You ready to get into it? I'm ready to get into it. Let me get a swig of this sweet tree because we're in the south. All right. Let's get into it. I got a few things that I want to talk to to you about today. Um, first one is living with a baby. Living with a baby is insanely hard. Ins- not hard. Hard is not the right word. Insanely uh, life-changing. Because for... 35 years of my life, I have been able to, realistically in my adulthood, I've been able to do what I want to, go where I want to, uh, with the exception of some girlfriends fussing and complaining about it. But if I wanted to go, I'd go. Uh, All of that freedom is now absolutely dissipated. It is gone. It has evaporated into the air and floats around for some other 18-year-old to catch it and grab it and live the life I used to live. And it took me a little bit to figure that out, and it's still kind of, kind of seeping through. Trying to, trying to figure it out, trying to comprehend what's going on. Because every time I feel like I want to do something, or I'm going to go do something, or I want to uh, have plans, or I need to meet for a meeting, like we're meeting a meeting with two of my friends to build something big from a from a media standpoint, and for Charlotte. It's I it's so hard. It's so hard to to get a schedule that makes sense that you can jump on. And I don't under I mean, I understand it because first priority is is Garrison or Baby G as we know him on the podcast. Uh but yeah, it's hard to finish up everything. For instance, uh and, and I'm gonna actually I'll save that. I'm gonna get into into that a little later this past weekend. But uh well yeah, for instance, this past weekend, for those of you who don't know or don't or are new listeners to the show uh, I run a media company called Tripting Media, and we uh, provide media, and I help run a, comp- a professional wrestling company called PWX, Premier Wrestling Experience, based out of Charlotte. Uh, PWX.com, if you'd like to check it out, please do. I'd love for you to. Uh, but we I, we had two shows this past weekend, and there's a lot to come out of it, and uh, – I like to keep. I live a lot of my life in the press, professional wrestling realm. If I could talk, the new studios got me excited. I live a lot of my life in the professional wrestling realm, and uh, it it takes up a lot. But I've we used to have a podcast called Weekends Are for Re- No. I'm sorry, that is Brad's thing. We used to have a podcast called Wrestling Open Forum. Weekends Are for Wrestling on Facebook is a good thing too. I got a lot of friends doing a lot of cool things. Uh, but we used to have a podcast called uh, Wrestling Open Forum, and we did that for one full year. Uh, that was the goal from the beginning, to do it for one full year every week, a live broadcast on uh, – we switched from Facebook to YouTube to st- uh, Twitch to back to Facebook. Uh, you can still find our episodes on uh, on iTunes, and I think there are some on YouTube still, and there's a lot on, our, on the Facebook page uh, that we live streamed and saved – but uh, when I started this podcast, I wanted to keep a lot of the wrestling talk out of it. I wanted it to be something different. I wanted it to be uh, something that could appeal to more than the wrestling fan base. And that's not a knock to the wrestling fan base, but it's a niche market, and it's hard to step out of that. But, uh, but yeah, this past weekend, I'm going to talk about it because there was a lot of crazy things and fun things about it. 
Um, but it was, it was very stressful and no sleeping. And, uh, it's my first like weekend of my old life with my new variables in life, uh, with me. So to start out, I work a full-time job. So I worked 40 hours last week and, uh, we had our first show on Friday in Shelby, North Carolina. I'm based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and Shelby, North Carolina is about 45 minutes away. But uh, I had a I had a meeting all day for for my real job, and uh, after I left that meeting, I had to go straight to Shelby. So I got out of that meeting at around 1:30, uh, left there, and went straight to Shelby, where we had a charity show for uh, presented by Loves uh, Travel Stops and Country Stores, and it was for the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, hospitals, which, uh, in turn, just to touch on that, it's amazing. Thank you to loves for supporting it. And it's amazing to do something that you love to benefit something that helps so many people out. Uh, I've done it a few times, uh, not in this realm. I've done special Olympics, uh, like being a coach for special Olympics and uh, a few more little smaller pieces that you just help the community or help organizations that help the community. Um, but this was, this was bigger. I mean, we packed 600 people into a building, uh, that all paid for their tickets and, uh, enjoyed a wrestling show and all of those, and all of those proceeds went to something as big as the children's miracle network. And that's, that's, that's a privilege in itself, a really high privilege in my opinion of some, of being able to do, take your passion and do good with it. And as as minimalistic as some people might take it, if they if they're not a fan of professional wrestling, but any time that you can take and and write a check for uh, a good sum of money to an organization that does so much for the community, for children, um, and just for healthcare in general, uh, yeah, it's a privilege. It's definitely a privilege. So uh, we we got I got to the building around four. Um, we had contracts that we had to had to go through, so that's uh, that's you switch yourself into office mode to where you have to go through and explain contracts and had to do about four or five of those, and uh, then we had to set up the show. And uh, one thing that's cool is if if you ever watched WWE back in the day, or you listen to or you watch New Japan Pro Wrestling today, you have heard the name Kevin Kelly, and Kevin. Kevin has, since January of this of this year, has become one of my closest friends, or not one of my closest friends, but one of my closest acquaintances and business partners, because Kevin started working with PWX after January, and uh, it's been a privilege to work with Kevin, because I used to watch Kevin on TV, and Kevin is where I would like to be one day, or has been where I would like to be one day. But Kevin, what I, another thing I love about Kevin is Kevin makes me understand to appreciate where I am now and what I'm doing now as opposed to where I, where I want to be. And don't, don't get that mixed up. Don't, I, I have goals. I have, uh, I have ambitions. But Kevin uh, allows me to not overlook the – what's the word I'm looking for? Not to overlook the uh, – for lack of a better term, the experiences that I create or help create with this promotion, with this company and what we've built and be uh, understanding 
understanding how much time and effort was put into building PWX and and uh, grasping where it started and where it is now. That's that's the best way I can put it. I was looking for another word. I still can't find it. But Kevin Kevin helps me understand that, and I appreciate that. And me and Kevin have become close. And uh, it's weird because there's one other person uh, that I worked with this weekend, and his name's I mean his his wrestling name is Tommy Dreamer. And I've worked with Tommy a lot uh, with the WrestleCon uh, conventions that go on at WrestleMania. And I do the live production for that. And me and Tommy have worked together a lot there, and that's how I've gotten to know him. I don't I don't know him as a friend. I don't have his phone number or anything like that. But uh, it's always a privilege to work with Tommy. And uh, just a little backstory with Tommy. Uh, Tommy was part, a big part of the original ECW. He was uh, a big part of booking and running shows and organizing shows and doing a lot of what I do with PWX for ECW and WWE and Impact Wrestling slash TNA and a House of Hardcore, which is his promotion. And Tommy is so smart to the business and so humble and like just uh, approachable that I love being around him. And I got to work with him and after after long story short the show had had like some hiccups at the beginning which I'm a perfectionist anybody that works with me will tell you and I was going absolutely nuts uh during the uh pre-show match because we were having uh a, the lights were or speakers were shorting out and cutting off and we had to cut them back on we were trying to figure out the issue and uh I'm a big proponent of uh, figure out the issues before anybody walks in the door because I don't like having to figure them out live in front of a fan fan base. But uh, we got through it. We got through it. We figured it out. Um, but uh, I got to work with Tommy, and I always get to work with Kevin. Uh, every month I'm privileged that he's not in Japan. But uh, I was thinking on the drive home because I had about an hour drive home, uh, dead tired because, uh, once again, I have a kid at home, and we get broken sleep. There's no full-night sleeps. It's broken sleep, so... For the last four weeks, I've had broken sleep. Then we have Friday show, Saturday show. Uh, after Friday show, work Saturday, Saturday night show, work Sunday, uh, move all Sunday night, and then have a doctor's appointment Monday morning. And it's just I know I know my schedule. I know it's going to be brutal. I know it's going to be uh, insane. But good thing that I've developed in the past uh, since 2008 when I started my company is whenever I have a crazy weekend crazy schedule wise weekend I just push through it but uh, but driving home I started thinking about it and thinking about it's crazy how when how when you become uh, like when your fandom becomes uh, like like working relationship let me explain. If you take me back to when I was 13, 14, 15 years old, I used to watch Tommy Dreamer on TV. I used to watch Kevin Kelly interviewing The Rock uh, and Steve Austin and think all these guys were, were bigger than life. And they were. They were. And uh, now I've overlooked it for a long time and it kind of just hit me out of the blue. Is These guys look at me like uh, like equals. Uh, uh, for lack of a better term, they look at me like they respect what I can do. They, uh, I respect what they do. We can talk and we can, and we can learn from each other. Uh, obviously I learn more from them than they learn from me, but I get to work with them. I get to work beside them. I get to interact with them. And, uh, 
I, I, I tr- I'm putting this out there because I want to make sure if when I listen to this ever again that I that I document that I appreciate the ability to do that. I appreciate the privilege to be able to work with to where uh, people that you looked up to and people that you admired and people that you uh, thought were above above anything where you that you would ever achieve to uh, when they become peers and they become work and you get to work with them. And you get to learn from them, and then and then they it, the, just a simple of Patrick. It was awesome to see you. Uh, can't wait to see you again. Uh, be safe and uh, keep keep doing what you're doing. That means the world to me, especially from up here, from uh, somebody that uh, somebody that I once that I would never think that I'd share a locker room with or share a, a, a table or share a conference call with. Um, it's it's incredible. It's incredible, like it's mind blowing in a sense. And this might—I mean—you might not be able to relate. You might be able to relate. Uh, for instance, uh, trying to think of some kind of example. Um, Panther fans. Panther fans are um, you, for analogy purposes and example purposes. Say you're a big Panther fan because I'm from Charlotte. Panthers uh, are doing good. Had had a bad game last week, but whatever it happens. You are a huge Panther fan. Um, you are a designer. You see a job online and you apply for it in the marketing department for the company that does marketing for Carolina Panthers. You you get the job. You uh, work for a year and then you get put on an assignment that uh, for the next year you get to cover. Cam Newton, and you're going to do some of the marketing uh, from some of the camp, the Carolina Panthers marketing for Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, for example purposes. And so for a year, you're going to work solely with Cam Newton and Christian and Christian McCaffrey uh, for their marketing schemes, uh, for their individual player uh, marketing. And for the Panthers marketing uh, that's or that surrounds or is per, or pertains uh, both those players uh, in that time in that year span, you're you're probably going to become kind of close with them and uh, be on a first name basis and get to work with them and get to f- gain some information off of, out of their minds. You get to share information from your minds. You get to work cohesively together and uh, work together to come up with better ideas. And at the end of the day, you you had the opportunity to work with somebody that you look up to, that you looked up to, or you, that you were a fan of. And, uh, that, that's kind of like from a sports perspective or from a football perspective, uh, sport athletic, uh, fan perspective of the situation I'm in. And I'm not comparing Tommy or Kevin or Cam Newton or Christian McCaffrey to, to any, any, any of them. Uh, it's just the, the second that you get to work with somebody that you looked up to, and you get to share that experience with them that you know they've they've been able to share it with people that they looked up to, and you hear and you hear podcasts and you hear uh, interviews about people talking about this, and uh, and and you're like, man, that would be awesome, man, that would be awesome. Well, I'm here to tell you on the Tuesday special podcast, I get to live out that experience with Kevin every month, and I get I got to live it out with Tommy, which I hope I see Tommy in New York. Uh, or even sooner than that in April, but uh, it's uh, it's crazy. It's interesting. But uh, but speaking speaking of fandom, I, I got something I want to get off my chest. I 
don't really care for social media. I don't. It's gotten so like insanely stupid that uh, nothing nothing is the truth. Uh, you, you get you get the extreme of one or the extreme of the other. You get uh, you get either some kind of hate speech on uh, racial tension or politics or uh, bum fights or like any any of this stuff. Or you get uh, you need to give money because this dog is going to get put down uh, tomorrow, or you need you need to adopt this dog. It's, there's never any and, and when and when there's a medium of where social media was when it started, it's uh, it oftentimes is turned by at least one or two people. Like a post is turned if there's any comments, a post is turned by one or two people that. Uh, that just uh, turn it to for their own agenda. And I don't really and I don't I don't have time. I don't care. I don't like it's I just don't I don't understand it. I don't want to understand it. I don't have time to try to figure it out. And it aggravates me and and a, a part of this is it's leaking into fandom. It's leaking into like sports fandom. And I know this is a weird segue from what I was just talking about about being fans of people and getting to work with them. But uh, like sports teams, if uh, uh, I mean, I understand, and I understand when I when I talk about this, I might uh, piss a lot of people off. I might be stepping over out of my boundaries. But uh, I don't. I, I saw this the other day. Let me guess. My, my throat's dry because weather's changing, and I'm getting sick. But but one thing I, I, I've never got. And uh, if if you're a player for a sports team, and you talk junk to the other team, you are fully uh, uh, validated in in your in your like shit talk. You're fully validated because you're you're performing against someone. If you're a fan, you can cheer your team, but you can cheer your team without demeaning fans of the other team. Because basically the way I see it is if you if you're demeaning the other team, then what what keeps the other team from demeaning you? Because you're winning a game? Because you're better that day? Yes, you can cheer your team. Yes, you can be happy they won. Yes, you can be uh to the point of tears when your team wins the Super Bowl. That's that's the beauty of sports. That's the beauty of being a fan. That's the beauty of uh, of competition. What's not the beauty of competition is if a uh, if a bunch of college athletes go out and get pummeled, giving their best effort because they just weren't the best team that day, and you take yourself onto social media or on some kind of public platform and you talk about how terrible this kid is. Because he threw an inter- two interceptions, you talk about how terrible uh, somebody is because they didn't make two tackles. Uh, last time I checked, these these two guys have more athletic ability in their toe than most of these people leaving these comments have in their entire body. So for you to judge them, there's no validation in that. And I'm not standing up for anybody, and it's not one particular post. I said it before. I I just I read a ton of uh tweets, messages, whatever whatever 
about the Panthers getting the mess beat out of them last Thursday and uh, how how Cam sucks, how uh, these guys are overrated, blah, 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 blah. Like, do, do you understand? I just want to make sure everyone understands. And I'm almost talking to sports analysis, analysis that go the extra mile to uh, demean teams or players. Your opinion doesn't matter. When you're a sports player or when you're an athlete of at any level, the only opinion that matters is the person signing your check. So moving forward, how about we don't demean people? We stay as fans. We congratulate our fans. There's a way to, there's a way to voice our displeasure and voice our concerns about how the team is managed without personally attacking someone's character or their abilities. I mean, these people, even though billionaires buy teams, they hire people that are able to make decisions based on performance, based on, um, based on salary cap, based on all this stuff. Most that none of us have any clue how to analyze and, or have that, type of skill in their life and i well you know what i guess this goes to anything if 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 you watch a movie this is this is okay i'm i'm a I, this was this whole thing was about fandom i'm gonna turn it all on just how idiotic and stupid people are take a movie for example i've seen horrible movies i've i mean i've i've put together horrible movies and and when you do when you make a horrible movie you know that it's horrible but you have to understand that a lot of people including actors and actresses and directors and screenwriters and production staff and post production staff all these people put in time and effort and hard work into making this thing happen maybe it's not your cup of tea maybe it's not my cup of tea maybe it's it's just a bad movie but someone believed in it. Somebody worked their butt off to make it happen. And uh, it's not your place in life to tell them how crappy their movie is. It's not your place in life to tell them to go jump off of a bridge because they weren't born to do this. They've gotten way farther than you have in their talent and their profession. So let, we'll leave it at that. And uh, yeah, that aggravates me. It's not about me, and and you can say whatever you want to about me. You can say whatever you want to about this podcast. It's not going to really going to affect me, but uh, yeah, preach more positivity in life. Like use social media for good. Why does it got to be for bad all the time? I don't get it. it I don't understand it. It's uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't understand it. And uh, and you can keep. And I know people's going to keep. People's going to keep posting. It's going to stay negative. Like when when is the world going to figure out that social media and media in general is what's fueling the war that's going on right now? I'll throw that out there. Let the let the uh, criticisms start falling from the skies. When are people when are people going to understand this? Uh, yes, yes, I, I agree. Trump has done a bunch of bunch of stuff that I don't agree with, that you don't agree with, that some people do agree with, a lot of people don't. Yes, I agree with that. Obama did a lot of stuff that some people didn't agree about. Take 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 the the race 
take the uh, the color of skin, take their historical backgrounds, take all of that out of, out of the out of the equation, and let's just let's analyze this situation by presidency. I'm not a political genius. I'm not going to get into politics, but I'm just letting you know that there is a positive way to reinforce your opinion about something that doesn't have to do with just tearing, trying to tear down somebody and their family and this and that. And before you leave, before you start putting comments on this about what Trump's trying to tear down families, I'm not, I'm not saying I support Trump. I'm not saying I don't support Trump. I'm not saying I support Obama. I'm not saying I don't support Obama. I support Life, I support for people to be able to live their life to the best of their ability with opportunities to achieve greatness at every level if you're willing to work and aspire to be great. There are people out there that don't aspire to be great. There are people out there that don't have, that choose not to work. There are people out there who choose to be lazy. But for those people, there are people out there who choose to work hard choose to be positive, choose to uh, choose to fight. And and I might be contradicting myself, but like there's there's a right way and a wrong way. Right way is find a way to make a difference. Wrong way is to sit on your computer and be a keyboard monster uh, all day, every day by tearing down any and every person that has anything to do with what you don't believe in. Because as strongly as you believe in what you believe in, somebody else believes in what they believe in. It's just as strong. And they might not believe that they not, might not believe what you believe, but they believe what they believe and you believe what you believe. And the beauty of America is that we have the right to believe what we believe. Just like if somebody wants to come to this country and work and make this country a better place, they should be allowed to. No matter where they come from, no matter their... I, the only thing I take into consideration with that statement is if they have a criminal background or a violent background, then we might want to hold right there, you know? But uh, if, if, if someone from Mexico wants to come here for a better life... And wants to work at making America better, then they should be allowed that opportunity. Just like if I wanted to go to, I don't know, where would I want to go? If I wanted to go to Australia, if I wanted to move to Australia and uh, find a career in Australia to make a living, probably tackling and chasing down crocodiles, because that sounds fun. Dangerous, yes, but fun. Definitely. Uh, if I wanted to go to Australia and I wanted to work, do what I can to to help the community I live in, do what I can to uh, help Australia, do what I can, I pay taxes, uh, whatever I need to do, uh, I should be allowed that opportunity. Until now, if I go over there and I screw up, then I, I have I have vanquished my opportunity at uh, the life that I am trying to choose to live. Uh, same thing should be st- should stay in here. But this isn't a political podcast. I'm sorry I took it there. 
Uh, it's just going off what's on my brain. I'm still uh, sleepless in Seattle. But uh, but yeah, that's my that's my two cents, and I'm gonna jump off of that because I got a, I got a little carried away with it, and I'm trying to keep this short and sweet. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think that's I think that's enough. I think uh, yeah, why not? So thank you to our sponsors today i'm trying to get my head wrapped back around everything because it just went on a tangent that passed over anything that i was meaning to talk about uh cabrera's brewing thread forge uh thread forge apparel you heard him at the first of this show uh go check that out cabrera's brewing.com and uh thread forge is facebook.com backslash thread forge brad's a awesome dude uh printed printed my shirts that will be available uh starting next week on the tuesday special podcast tuesday special.com you can check out everything there. Uh, everything uh, it's got all of our social stuff. It's got all the past episodes, all the upcoming episodes. Uh, we're going to start a live stream coming up soon. I'm hoping within probably in December. Uh, I would say we might do a, a run through. Actually, you know what? If uh, send me a, a message on Facebook, uh, it's under Patrick Price, um, or you can leave a comment on iTunes or YouTube. Uh, just tell us what, what would be the best live streaming format not format live streaming platform uh that we do our live stream on uh the thing we've had the most success but the less uh the less technical or the less uh video based where you can't uh adjust or uh monitor like the video quality and all that is facebook but we've had the most success there uh in in past ventures of uh, live streaming but we've used YouTube. YouTube is very well because it's a video site and it's video, video, uh, video friendly. Uh, but but in Twitch, which Twitch, I know you have to build your following with Twitch, and uh, I don't know that I have enough energy in my body to jump into that. I'm trying to build a following for, for the Tuesday special podcast and community. So uh, we might go Facebook Live starting out just to put it out there and have some fun with it. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I won't give out the full idea yet. Uh, but I'm hoping, I think it'll work. I hope it'll work and it'll be fun. But, uh, but now I guess transition back to the, this past weekend, uh, from my whole fandom rant. Um, you know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm just going to give you all the fun stories, uh, from this past weekend. But, uh, so, uh, we did the show, uh, amazing show, got to, uh, write a check to uh children's miracle network which is always like like i said earlier a pleasure um got home at two o'clock in the morning um had to be at my at my i call it the real job that the real job uh at 7 a.m on saturday morning i worked till three left there then went to the pure show which was in hebron hall in charlotte uh uh pwxpro.com and it, I got there around four thirty. Did the whole, uh, got everything set up. Uh, did the pre-show meeting. Uh, during the, during the pre, not pre-show. During like whenever when all the fans are coming in before the show, we were playing music, and uh, I have it on party mix. I always play Pandora because I don't have the time or effort to download a bunch of songs and play them. But uh, we. Uh, we had on Pandora, Pandora party mix and, uh, ice ice baby came on from vanilla ice and, 
it got me thinking while I was sitting there, <clears throat> excuse me, and I told Feltner, who was a, who's our ring announcer for Pure, I said, Feltner, if anybody in the crowd will get up in the ring and sing Ice Ice Baby on the microphone, I will do something crazy. And not knowing what I was going to do, but I said, I'll do something crazy. And Feltner's like, okay. And he announces it and walks around the ring trying to peer pressure someone into doing it. And nobody does it at all. And Brian, the owner of the company, walks up and is like, so what are we doing? And I, and I said, Brian, if you get up in the ring and sing Ice Ice Baby, uh, then I will do a backflip off the top rope. Now, little history of this situation. I wrestled for six years, six or seven years before I got into like the production side of professional wrestling. And one of the moves that I used to do was a moonsault off the top rope. So I'm comfortable doing it. The only problem with this situation is I haven't done it in about five years. So, uh, with that, I don't even know what I was thinking. I think I was like delirious because I hadn't had any sleep, but, um, so Brian goes, what about if I lip sing it? And me obviously not living up to, uh, the original agreement. I said, yeah, that's fine. And, uh, before I knew what was happening, Brian was in the, uh, ring lip singing ice ice baby in front of about 120, 130 people. And, uh, I figured out very quickly that I have to come in, come, uh, I have to pay up on my end of the my end of the bargain. So, uh, uh, I I'll take you through a detail like detailed uh, detailed uh, adventure through my mind of this entire situation. Um, so I I knew I had some tennis shoes in the car, or so I thought. So I told Brian, I said, "Well, you you keep listening. I'm gonna go get my tennis shoes out of my car because I got on dress shoes. And I'm not gonna tear my dress shoes." Uh, he's like, okay. So I run out to get my tennis shoes and lo and behold, my tennis shoes were not in my car, uh, because we had been moving and I apparently took them out and I had no tennis shoes. So I made the decision that I was just going to take my dress shoes off and do it in my socks, which is not a good idea if you've ever been in a wrestling ring. And, uh, so when I walked out, Brian was still lip singing and eventually making eye contact with me that was very, very, uh, annoying and, uh, very uncomfortable. Uh, because Brian w- said he knew every word of the song, but his mouth matched no words that were coming out on other speakers. So, uh, so after Brian finished, I got up in the ring. I have to, I have to live up my end of the bargain. Uh, and now the reality is hitting me that I had bitten off a little more than I can chew. And, uh, so, I went to a, the corner that, I guess the corner that I felt more, the most comfortable. I don't know. But, uh, but we, so I start climbing up to the top rope. This this doesn't feel uh, like un, like unnatural to me because I've done it so many times. Uh, I was just so used to landing on my stomach as opposed to my feet, uh, and I'm not landing. I wasn't gonna land on my stomach there. But uh, I get up on the top rope and I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get my grip with my socks, which is impossible because there's there's tape on the ropes, and uh, I. Eventually, get up enough courage because the crowd is going, oh, and whenever they got up, I just had to go. So I backflipped 
And uh, the number one rule for backflipping is find your landing area. Find where you are going to land uh, while you're upside down. That way you can you can stick the landing. And I did, and I stuck it, and I was proud of myself. And I didn't break an ankle. I didn't tear up my knees. I was like, okay, I have made it through. So I walk over to start putting my shoes on, and the crowd starts chanting one more time. And <laughs> the uh, it was a like a plethora of emotions going through my body of like, I just knocked that out. It was like, I, I, I refer it back to a moment at the ACC tournament uh, in Greensboro with my, with my dad. Uh, we uh, went to the fan fest thing they have. And uh, there was a basketball goal where you could shoot a three pointer. And uh, I, I played basketball in high school. Uh, I was, I was pretty decent. And so my dad's in front of me. He he shoots a three pointer. I think he uh, he either banks it in or he is right. It's barely barely missed, barely barely missed. Um, then it's my turn, and I for some reason get into uh, I'm better than everybody mode, and I back up and I say, "Hey, dad!" And dad turns around and looks at me. And I said, "NBA three pointer." So I'm about three or four feet away from the three point line that's marked, and I chunk it up and swish it. And like this immediate, like I'm the shit feeling comes over me because it was in front of like three or 400 people and everybody's claps. And, and I, w- I felt like I was on top of the world. Uh, well, so I went from that feeling after I landed it, like, Oh, nobody thought I could do that. Nobody knows my history. And except for like maybe one or two people in this crowd. Uh, and I just amazed everyone I'm out. And then they start chanting one more time. And that's when, uh, re- reality sets in again. And uh, that's when I almost have an anxiety attack because I'm, I, I know from experience of doing anything in life that if you knock it out of the park the first time, don't do it the second time or else something bad is very, is going to happen. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so I can't, I can't not give the people what they want. Uh, so I go, uh, I go back up and, uh, and the crowd, like the crowd's nowhere near as hype for this one because they know I can do it. They're just wanting to see me die. And uh, I do the backflip, but on this backflip, I guess I was so, because when I landed on the first one, I was so blown up, which means wore out. I was breathing heavy from doing a backflip. I was seeing the little spot stars that happen every time I do a flip on a trampoline or something. And, uh, I guess I got a little lazy on the second one. Because when I landed, I landed on the front. I have a high arch in my foot, so uh, it's hard to land flat-footed. Uh, but I la- so I landed like almost. Think about if you're running kind of on the front half of your foot, and your heels are off the ground. That's how I landed, and it felt like every tendon in the top part of my foot uh, going up to the going up to my shin, like just ripped off. And so, uh, to everyone who was there, who was watching this podcast or listening to this podcast. Uh, that was at that show. I hurt myself for you, and uh, I will always give you what you want unless you want like a double front flip. Some oh, somebody yelled front flip. Uh, note to self: anybody who's ever who has ever flipped in their life, a backflip is ten times easier than a front flip to do. There's no way. I remember when I was cheerleading in high school. Uh, that's right, I cheerlead in high school. I, I need to get that story. I'm I'm gonna have. A cheerleading special, which is something I should, I should, probably shouldn't do. I have a cheerleading special with Nick and Joel, um, and I might get Mark. I might get Mark and Mark to come in. Mark and I might try to get Graham. 
uh, I might get the whole cheerleading crew to come in and uh, we'll do a high school cheerleading special that talks about how we got into it and our experiences in it. If you're interested, let me know. Uh, I just came up with that idea, which would be fun. Um, but uh, when I, I, and I used to do like a front handspring. I don't even know, like, I don't even know if that's a real, a real thing, but that's what I called it. It's like where you can you run and you, like, do the front, almost like you're going to do a, a, what's it called? a handstand into a back bend, but you push off with your hands and land on your feet. And I used to be able to do that. And that's the closest I've ever come to cutting a front flip. I might be able to cut a front flip on a diving board. I, and I might be able to cut a front flip on a trampoline. But when there's, when there's real ground involved, it's not going to happen. Um, so next time don't, please don't ask me to do a front flip because I don't want to be peer pressured into doing something because I will get hurt. Definitely. I said definite. I'm going to either land on my face or, uh, land on my feet, on my butt and, and crack my coccyx. But, uh, but yeah, so we get into, uh, we do the pure show. Uh, one funny moment in the pure show that's kind of peeking behind the curtain is, uh, I had something to do that I had planned to do. Uh, to our champion Elijah at the end of the show, and uh, the the syndicate who is uh, our bad guy team uh, had just beat the mess out of this guy uh, named Stewart. Uh, like scary, scary beat 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 him up. Uh, and they're and they're walking back, and I was like, "What what is what's happening here, guys?" And they're like, "Oh, it's just we we handled it, no worries." And I was like, "Yeah, I saw." And then uh, Cade, who's one of them, was like, no, you know what? They're chanting, we're going back out. I'm like, no, you're not going back out. And uh, they're like, no, we're going back out. We're going we're gonna to beat them up some more. And I was like, no, this has already been gone on for 10 minutes. We're not doing it anymore. And they walk past me, and uh, uh, Montana, who's the big one, looks at me, taps my shoulder, and says, it's going to be okay, Patrick. And then it walks out. And I just think about, like, I have, I have a four-week-old at home, and some like the stories that I have. The stories that I have, uh, I need to do a podcast on wrestling stories. Uh, I don't want to dive back into that wormhole that is professional wrestling, but I might do it for one podcast. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, uh, the show went well, uh, that that's four in a row, four top notch shows that keep topping themselves in a row. And I'm, I'm happy for that. Uh, in closing, I guess like the studio, I'm going to put a picture right here. Put a picture right here. Got some beer signs to put up. We're gonna add like a few different other spots where guests can sit if they're here when we do the podcast, and uh, so we can have multiple cameras uh, running at the same time, which would be so much fun. Um, but yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's good to be back. It's uh, it was a good two weeks off. It was. It was. It was something needed. Uh, so I can. I feel like. I feel like right now. Um, getting into learning the fatherhood role, learning how, like how to, uh, position things on a calendar or position my day or work out at my day to where, um, I can, I can get stuff done and I can see my son and take care of him. Uh, mama's doing good. Uh, she's healing up and, uh, as positive and beautiful as ever. But, uh, thank you again for listening to the Tuesday special podcast. Uh, if you're listening this Thursday at Cabarrus Brewing, we have uh, craft comedy night. If you hear this before then, uh, please come check us out. Uh, Jake Manning helps me put on a, an, an amazing stellar show there. Um, 
It's uh, I can't remember all the comedians that are going to be there, but I've seen them all perform uh, at either open mics or at uh, at other comedy shows. They're all super talented and amazing. Probably four four of my top comedians uh, in in Charlotte, and including Jake. Jake's one of my top ones. But uh, but yeah, always always a great crowd, always fun times, and uh, yeah, I think that's all I got for you this episode. I'm gonna try to sit down with somebody this weekend, so we have a guest episode uh, next week. But thank you, th- guys. Thank you for supporting. Check out Patreon.com/backslash/PatrickPrice. Uh, go to Patrick Price on, on Facebook and like it for all the all the uh, updates, and you can get everything you ever need for this and join the Tuesday Special community at TuesdaySpecial.com. Uh, I think that's it for me. My voice is going out, and I gotta finish moving stuff changing dirty diapers, and taking this picture right here. Thank you, guys. Take care. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Tuesday's special podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a like on this video. And, um, and comment down below. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, my God.